Oh my gosh, this is. Uh, oh. <laughs> this is real. Huh? We should have done a trial. Yeah. <laughs> this is your trial, man. You got two, oh minutes, two minutes to try. You're ready. Hope you're a master at editing. Welcome to the Saint John Alive podcast. Uh, we are privileged to be joined today by Jonathan Eastlick, Rob Tukoski, and Sarah Smith. And today we are talking about, uh, we're continuing our conversation actually from weeks ago when we had your wives on the show and we got their uh, perspective from, uh, you know, we got the mom's take on Lent. And so uh, by the time this is published, Lent is over. So we're, we're just going to talk in general about our mission as Catholic dads. We're going to get your take on it. Um, hopefully hear some funny stories about, you know, uh, glass breaking in the church and all oh, that fun stuff. Joke, so. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you, gentlemen, for taking time out of your day to, to come and chat with us and, and uh, yeah. share your share your journey. So as always, this is a the, you know the St. John Alive podcast where we are sharing stories of faith and bringing discipleship to life here in Fenton. So let's dive in. Um, gentlemen, I, you may have heard, I have heard most of my life uh, about this study that came out apparently in 1994. I looked this up today. It's actually kind of old. I thought it was a little bit newer than that, but... Um, a lot of people leverage this study to like put the pressure on Catholic dads, and uh, because I guess the result of this Swiss study that they did was that um, they were looking at what keeps people uh, in in faith. I don't know that it was specific to the Catholic religion, but that's how we're going to frame it. So, what keeps people Catholic throughout their life? Uh, and they found that they were looking at participation of the parents. Was it mom? Was it dad? Or was it both? And it was very clear by the time they were done with the study that if both mom and dad uh, were churchgoers, the kids were extremely likely to um, to to be churchgoers as they grew up, followed not by what people would think. A lot of times people think that the influence comes from mom, but it was actually very heavily in dad's favor. If dad was a churchgoer, the kids were ridiculously more likely to be churchgoers when they grew up than if it actually— the study went the other direction. If, if mom was the only churchgoer in the family, the kids were actually less likely to come back to church, which is super crazy to me. So no pressure, right, as dads. So how, how do you guys feel about that that pressure and that, that challenge? Uh, and what have been some of your challenges and triumphs in being that example for your family, for your kids? I realized I completely <laughs> skipped like the whole intro. So if you guys just want to start by telling us about your families, uh, Jonathan, you've got a few kids. Rob, you've got a few kids. Why don't you tell us about your kids for a little bit? <laughs> Rob, it's way easier to talk about your family. Uh, me and my wife, Lindsay, we've been going to St. John's for, she'll tell me I'm wrong, but probably like five, six years. I have three girls. She's 10. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up. Uh, my oldest, Evelyn, is 10. And then Loretta is going to shortly be nine. Okay, and nice. Rosalie is shortly going to be six. So <clears throat> three girls. They do all the altar serving and everything, which is like a huge driver for coming to church, you know. They always get the compliments after church. Oh, your kids are so awesome up there, you know. And my wife always says, you know, if the girls didn't serve, I'm not sure people would know who we were. (laughs) So (laughs) it it like ties the whole family together, you know. Yeah, it's awesome. It is a really great way to like integrate into the community because then everyone can see you. Right. Yeah. Right. Working here was the... um, the social icebreaker for my family. Now, like, I'll have people come up and talk to me. No offense if you're listening to this and I did this to you. Uh, I, they'll come up and they'll talk to me and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And they know my first name. They know my kids' first names. And I'm like, it's good to see you. Right, right. 
and I will purposely avoid names because I'm like, I didn't even realize we knew each other. That's, that's the wonder of this community. I absolutely love it. Everyone is so friendly you know, uh, and welcoming. Uh, the, the, um, the trick to that, if you forget somebody's name, if you're in a social setting, you will go to somebody who you think knows their name and you will introduce you introduce them or you introduce somebody new to them and then they'll say their name. So it's like, uh, oh, I don't know this person's name. Oh, hey, have you met uh, Bob over here? Oh, I, hey, Bob, my name's Jen. It's like, right. oh, okay, oh, Jen, all right. Fine, yeah, nice. Speaking of Jen, I may or may not have used my wife to do that several times. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's, okay, it's exactly. this is my wife, Jen. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the trick. I might have... I might have learned that from you, Alan, actually, thinking about that. so I mean, maybe that's how I learned your name. I don't remember. Who knows? <laughs> it was years Who ago. Knows? Tell us about your family, Jonathan. Yeah, so um, I, uh, I've been, I think we've been members of the parish for three years. Uh, my wife, Katie, got baptized here and confirmed here. Uh, that was actually before we, I think she was our, she's been a member for a lot longer than I have. Because that that probably happened seven years ago. So when she got confirmed and baptized, she became a member here. Um, we uh, we we both are are converts into the church. We both came in about seven eight years ago. Uh, originally, we were going to a, a parish down um, in Jackson, Michigan, Queen of the Miraculous Medal. Woohoo! Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that 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 parish and the, the the pastor there was pretty influential on on myself and our and our family. Um, and uh, you know, since being in the church, we we have uh, we have had three children. Uh, our oldest is Maria; she's six years old. Then our our second oldest is Samuel; he's he's going to be five here very soon. And then our youngest is Samuel, who who just turned two. Uh, and so, you know, joining joining the church and um, kind of beginning to take on the the mission. Uh, and, and then and the Catholic narrative has been instrumental in terms of our marriage, uh, and then and then when we finally decided, okay, let's be a part of St. John's family, um, it was a no-brainer to begin to meet other families with a like mind. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what have been some of those challenges along the way? Um, you know, you said just coming into the church and kind of finding your, your place in the St. John family, and, and you too, Rob, you haven't been here like you said what about five years, mm -hmm. six years? Mm -hmm. That's about how We're long like we've been seven, here. Seven, eight. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, okay, our, see, family's, right, our family's she's, coming she's on. She's on like, the wife's side. Yeah, <laughs> right. our family's coming on like five years. So um, time flies when you're having fun, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what What have been some of those uh, those challenges uh, to that journey into the community and and through the community and with the community uh, that you've experienced over the over the years? And and what have been some of the joys and the triumphs? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> so, I'm just gonna uh, make some stuff up. Um, uh, so, like, if you haven't figured it out, Rob, that's what we're all doing right now. So. <laughs> Coming into any church body, but in my, you know, I, me being a convert and everything like that, uh, and, and just so Katie and I are for for work. I'm an extrovert. You know, I'm in sales, so I have to meet a lot of different kinds of people, and so I'm used to. Saying, "Hey, I don't know. Hi, my name's Jonathan. You know, what do you do here? Yada yada yada." Um, Katie's a little bit more of an introvert. Uh, we're we're both, but we're both very like uh, homebodies, you know. Yeah. If uh, and so, there are some, you know, there's some pair like churches you go to, and you walk in the door, and people are giving you hugs, you know, and uh, you know they're they're coming up to you and. 
you know, there's a whole line of people that are like, oh, it's fresh meat. Let's go shake their hands, you know. <laughs> In the Catholic Church, that has not been my experience, um, which is uh, I, I kind of like it. But because it, it, it seems le- it more legit because when you have a line of people coming up to say thank you, like, oh, it, it's so great to have you here. It's like, it's a, what's the catch? You know? It's like a forced kind of like yeah. yeah it's it's like, like it's it's very rehearsed yeah. feeling, um, but I, I do like a little bit of that. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, know, I do just too. like a I guess general friendship and sure like knowing people, but yeah, yeah not the extra extra. Well, and and the, and that goes into like a whole thing like okay, what what should be the the faith life in the community? You know, there's got to be places where new people can go, mm-hmm. um, but the the like you know when I go to mass, you know my my. My thing, the thing is, there's a, when I go to mass, it's like, I'm there for the body and blood of Jesus Christ. I'm not necessarily going to mass to try to find my new best buddy. Right. So it's not necessarily the place of encounter for other people, in my opinion. So, in it, so because the mass is, it's, it's the mass, right? It's not a social gathering, like in some places, sure. uh, you kind of have to find your niche within the Catholic church. That's really tough sometimes. Yeah, the coming in the Catholic Church of saying like, okay, what what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> so you have to like you have to find people like minded people within the church. It's it's a big organization, a big institution with lots of different kinds of people, and so you have to make an effort. That's what's tough. You have to find people that have a like mind, and there are there like in every parish, there's people that they want to get together, they want to do stuff. Um, you just, sometimes you have to find them and that can be tough if you don't have the, 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 uh, if you are just waiting for somebody to come and, and greet you, it, th- that has not been in my experience. That was tough. Right. Yeah. What, what about you, Rob, coming into the community? Like, yeah, there's a whole dynamic of like going to mass and we go to the mass for the Eucharist. Um, but what were some of those things that were important to you in a faith community that you were looking for, that you found here that, uh, were maybe key for for the formation of your family honestly when me and my wife first got married we were kind of we were searching for like our church you know so we went to a couple of churches here we went to a couple of churches here and then uh oh my am i too quiet sorry there you go. No, you go. and then we finally landed here sure and it was just something about i don't know if it was the church or if it was the people or maybe we just felt more comfortable because we're pretty close to a couple of different parishes but this one just felt right, you know. And I would say up till probably about three years ago, we weren't like steady churchgoers. I traveled a lot for work, so that kind of played into that. And then just like out of the blue, my wife's like, I want you to be more like a real man. Like I want – I'm like, what do you mean? I am, Like, you know, I am a real man. And uh, If anyone were to ever ask I me, like, uh, just just close your eyes and think of, like, one person you would describe as, like, a real man, I'd be like Rob Tukoski. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's, I think it's the beard. It's, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's, it's all for sure. Uh, but she meant, you know, a real uh, Christian Catholic man. Yeah, you know, you. like lead the family. Just, you know, so and then, like, that was the turning point, I guess. And, like, back to your study, I think that that was – it kind of, like, opened my eyes and, like, if they think that dad's going, then that's just, like, a regular rhythm. And I think a lot of it was, like, me and my wife kind of struggling, going back and forth. Like, from that point forward, it was kind of like a united front. Sure. And, like, yeah. this is what we do on Sunday, period. Now the girls get up just like it's a school day. Right. 
you know, it's just another day of the week and which is just part of the rhythm, you know, the cycle of each week. And like when we went on vacation last week to spring break, we found a church down there. We went to different church and the, you know, priest is like, oh, you know, like sign up, same thing. Like, oh, hey, how's it going? And like gives the hugs and stuff and like, where are you guys from? And, you know, like, hey, why don't you just go ahead and move down here? And, you know. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. That's, that's a very yeah. forward invitation. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. But it was, a, you know, I like that. I think there was like maybe 12 people in the church. Oh, it was yeah. maybe the size of our chapel. So it was like super small and just, you know, they didn't have any big, you know, organ or pianos right. or nothing like that. So it was like very organic. I guess, you know? Yeah. yeah so you it, have half the population with your family. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, and, and, pretty much. You know, go back to my earlier statement about, you know, it's an, a large organization. You know, Queen of the Marcus Metal down in Jackson, that's a big church. There's a lot of people going to that. St. John's it might actually be, in, on the books, the largest parish within the Diocese of Lansing. So it it is going to be different, but just depending on the parishes you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're at in terms of uh, the, the welcoming. Right. And the amount of people that are actually there to do stuff. And, sure. you know, the, like, I guess if it's the same tight knit group of people, you get to know everyone's like, you know, benefits, failings, everything. But at least in the big church, there's like a cycle and it seems like, you know, volunteers will kind of cycle through or different groups will cycle through. And I think it's good just to keep it yeah. mixed up, you know? Right. So. And they're at 830 Bassers. Yeah. Yeah, which that's a try to get it over with. with littles. Yeah. Not well, yeah, a, I guess not you know, over with in yeah. a bad way, but like <laughs> I'd like to sleep in on the weekend. So I think my wife likes like, no, we're gonna go to eight thirty so that we get a full day, you know. <laughs> oh, if Katie, you know, if Katie had her uh, her way, we would definitely go to an earlier mass. Uh, but I, you know, I started doing Eucharistic, uh, uh, becoming, I became a Eucharist minister. And like, I told him, oh, yeah, 1130s, that's the time we're going. Now I'm always scheduled for 1130 every single week. <laughs> and she's like, are you serving this week? I'm like, yeah, I am. What time? 1130. Gosh, Elijah's going to miss his nap. <laughs> so we, I, our family would probably do better to go earlier in the morning too. Yeah. Yeah, we we actually like we tested it out with our kids, and we're like, okay, let's try Saturday night and see how that goes. And then we tried eight thirty, and we tried ten, and we tried eleven thirty, and it really, it, almost every single one of them was a fight, except for eight thirty, because they're still like too groggy to actually fight <laughs> you. you. So, yeah, right. <laughs> it actually worked mm-hmm. out. I just in our house, mom and dad can't get up that early on a Sunday, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, especially if Genevieve's working, and I got to do it with all five by myself. Yeah. I'm like, oof. Yeah, we're doing eleven thirty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, eleven thirty. That's the there was a couple that started going to eight thirty, and I know it's not like the Lenten part, but like that's part of my Lent, like give fast, you know, pray all that stuff. And so I like in the parking lot, the the wife went over to coffee and donuts before class, and I like swung by, and I felt like a super creep. But it's like, oh hey, how's it going? Haven't seen you eight thirty before, you know? You new to the church? And they're like, no, we've been going here like nine years. But, you know, they had a new kid, and I just wanted to, like, give them that welcome feeling, you know? So, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, not good super, for you, man. Not, yeah, that take, that's I'm bold. Good for I'm you. I'm kind of like a learned extrovert. I'm, like, kind of like you because yeah. I interact with a lot of people. Right. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm just like. It, it drains you. Yeah, it's yeah. super draining. You're an introvert in an extrovert's life. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and now I have him being a catechist, too. Yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I I do the same thing. Like, we'll be sitting in the pew, and I'm like, oh, there's another big Catholic family. I don't know them yet. Uh, like, I secretly want to, like, walk over and introduce myself. Yeah. You know, 
because I work here, I should probably have the guts to do that, but I, I, sometimes I don't. So. Either that or like <laughs> my kid is like dragging my arm down and anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, so speaking of mass, speaking of mass, uh, it's always entertaining to try to wrangle kids at church. So what have been some of your best and or worst experiences uh, in mass? Any, fu- any funny stories? I'll I'll actually lead off, and it wasn't even my story. It's not my story to tell, but it was shortly after we got here to St. John. I was um, I was working on something. I was probably doing some Sunday morning programming, and Genevieve had the kids at mass by herself, and I was coming in late because I had finished my program late, and so I was standing in the back waiting for I think it was the gospel reading to finish, and I just heard this commotion toward the front of the church, and then I heard glass breaking and kids screaming. And I thought to myself, oh, that really sucks. Like whoever's sitting around that lady should probably help her out. And then out of the pew comes my wife with the like little twins in tow. And I'm like, oh no. (laughs) I realized (laughs) what had happened is she had some like, I don't know if it was Cheerios or whatever, but she decided that day she was going to put it in a glass lock container and did not realize that the backpack was open. And so she went Mm -hmm. to like take a kid for a diaper change and whipped the backpack around and the glass lock went across the center aisle. And I guess Father Harvey was there that Sunday. So it was like visiting priests. We didn't really know a whole lot, but everyone else did. And so it was just like, she was super embarrassed. By the time she got to the back of church, she's just red in the face. And I'm like running up with a broom and a (laughs) dustpan. And it was, yeah, it was quite the commotion. So, but luckily a lot of people around just kind of jumped up and dove in and helped her out so (laughs) there was one lady in the back that was like where's that lady's husband and i'm like i'm coming (laughs) i swear i'm here (laughs) i I don't have a lot of necessarily a lot of stories of embarrassing moments at mass i mean i I have a couple but i feel like i (laughs) i can't share them all (laughs) you have anything wrong not really i i think like i was listening to the podcast before where like you're just staring at the floor and you're like, oh, that's a pretty rock. And then like, oh, you know, like, like, hey, we got it. We gonna go up and get you, Chris. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, okay, all right, all right, all right, yeah. So I'd say that's probably about it. I people say I have a memory like a bunny tail, short and fuzzy. You know, like mm, my wife go. will tell you if it's four years back, that's just like erased from the data bank. So there could have been something that like happened, but I'm a curse. very just like forget about it, and I don't really get embarrassed real easy. But you know. So, it's awesome. I the only uh, I can't think of an embarrassing moments. You know, you know, kids are always. It's like every it's like every Sunday is an embarrassing moment. Sometimes you know, like <laughs> you know, we have a two year old and and he he does not have volume control. So, I mean, he's he'll he'll start yelling potty potty. It like as the consecration's happening, so it's like that. That's embarrassing, but it's more embarrassing. I don't know. I actually I, love that. So. I was gonna say most yeah, people I, have I'm said like, like, "Oh, we don't care." You know, right. we don't. We don't care. We actually like hearing the the cries and the whimpers and the whatnot throughout the church, and I, and I do too. Except when they're my own children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I would say a lot of my stories that are coming um, to my head are, are with our son Elijah, just because he he's the youngest and he's really the one that is. Uh, the most disruptive. He'll if we, we'll let him sometimes take little cars into mass, and he'll chuck them across. You know, he'll throw them at somebody. Oh, that's my favorite. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Hard, hard um, objects. A, a, a mass story. Actually, this is 
this is not like which, an. In- which I think, by the way, I think that's why our family decided to start sitting behind you, so, so that you when guys- our kid throws something, it's you that gets hit. Yeah. Good, that's, <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine it. with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, I'll probably turn to my. Uh, to probably turn to be like. We're not going to take that, are you? <laughs> Throw it back. No. Um, it's like hot. And then, like during the mass, there's so like toys flying over. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was at the it was, mass hasn't even started. I was at uh, the, Queen, the Queen of the Miraculous Medal with my brother Nathan, and we're sitting in pew, and he, he's not Catholic, and he's asking all these questions about what's going on. Like, oh, you know, what's that over there? Why is that person wearing that? You know, and I'm trying to answer this. Well, mass hasn't started. There was a, a lady who was who was she was beautiful. I mean, in, in ter- her voice was absolutely stunning. She was singing, doing special music on, to the lead up to mass. And um, you know, I'm trying to explain to my brother, and I thought I was being quiet. All these things are happening. Well, there was somebody that was sitting behind us who grabbed me by the shoulders and was like, can you please be quiet so I can listen to this music? And, um, wow. Yeah. I don't know. It was embarrassing. I was like, I was like, like so upset because it's like, I was trying to explain to him this guy who could be a potential Catholic, like all, everything that was happening, you stopped us. So that was like my, what I, that's on my top three worst Oh, actually, I just thought of another embarrassing moment. I was watching. It was a. It was my first time at a a, a Monday Thursday service, and they were doing a play of the Last Supper, and the guy who was playing Peter sounded like Kermit the Frog. Oh no! And uh, I was <laughs> sitting there with my my friend Jordan, and she was kept on like going like this, saying. <laughs> Sounds like Kermit the Frog. And I I start laughing. So, like, during this very somber scene, uh, they're at the the table trying to debate, like, who's going to betray Jesus. You know, Peter starts talking. What does Kermit the Frog sound like? That's what he sounded like. And I start laughing. And this lady. I was really hoping for a Kermit the Frog impression. I I was waiting for it. I I don't even know. I can't even visualize uh, Kermit's voice in my head. Uh, And so. So I'm laughing, and uh, very similar situation. Somebody kind of tapped me and was like, are you Catholic? And I said, no, because at this time I was going through RCIA. I was like, no, I'm not. And they're like, oh, we can tell. Oh, oh. <laughs> brutal. And I'm like, oh, I know what's going on. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not laughing because this is funny. I'm just laughing because my friend's saying that guy sounds like Kermit the Frog. He does. You can just <laughs> so, see it now. Do you think it's funny that Jesus was crucified? No, no. This, pick a better, better actor. That's all I'm asking. Just pick a better actor. You know, sometimes you're you take what you, you can get. get you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just like you you do a a play of the Last Supper, and you know, you don't you don't cast like uh, <laughs> Kermit the Frog as Jesus or something. <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's hilarious. That's, I, got, I have that problem too. Laughing in like the wrong. Yeah, that, yeah. That, so that's yeah. top, up there, the most embarrassing moment. So that's really funny. We hit him on senior uh, when I was in like high school. I absolutely love this guy, uh, and I'm not speaking ill of him at all. In fact, he just recently passed away, but uh, he was my favorite to go to mass with because he sounded like just his intonation and his voice sounded like he was reading a fairy tale every time he spoke. He was like, good evening, my holy saints. And it was like, it was awesome once you got used to it. But the first yeah. couple of times, like if someone new walked into the church, they're always like, 
what's hap- what's happening here? Am I did I miss something? Is this like is this a joke? Because you, you just had to pick up on his personality and it was it was awesome, but it was always very distracting at first. It's hilarious. I like a good theatrical reading. Yeah, that's the that's the best, isn't it? When people get super dramatic like when they're really into readings. it, yeah. yeah. As long as they don't sound like Kermit the Frog. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. So I want to thank you, Jonathan and Rob and Sarah, for taking the time out to uh, come and sit in on the episode and share your journey with us, share some of your highlights and, uh, and your struggles. And we appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you're still with us, thanks. And uh, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, Sarah gives us a rundown of what goes on through Holy Week. It's a, the wrap-up of our, our Holy Week series. So check that out if you haven't yet. And uh, we will see you in the next one.